No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What Show with your host, Simply Bree. have tuned into He Said What with your host, Simply Bree. Thank you guys for joining. Now, if you are just now tuning in for the first time, you're probably wondering, what is He Said What? Like, what is it all about? Well, He Said What is a platform that I like to use to provide um, a source for our men to help educate us as women on certain questions, certain topics that we need information on. Like we want to understand why men say certain things, why they behave a certain type of way. Well, what better way than to go straight to the source? So every male that comes onto this show, um, I just want to let you guys know, this is their own perspective. This is their own opinion. They are not the spokesperson for all mankind. So please do not, you know, do not attack them. Don't send them hate mail. They're just, they're just trying to help us out. So tonight's topic is embracing your success now, okay? Right now, while we have the time, let's talk about what it takes to become successful. And once you get success, how do you manage it? Now, if you want to call in, the phone number that you would dial is area code 515 515- Six zero two nine six four seven. Once again, the number is five one five six zero two nine six four seven. And all you have to do is go ahead and press that number one, and that way I'll know that you have something to say, and we'll bring you up. If you are interested in, of course, advertising on the show, definitely send an email to ads at simplybree.com, and we will get you squared away. So let's go ahead and actually bring our guest up. This evening's guest, his name is Scott Yates. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, welcome. Hopefully your evening is going magnificent. Today's been a good day, and it's um, just getting better. I'm looking forward to speaking with you guys. Yes, definitely. So, Success. What does what does success look like to you? What is your version of success? Um, success to me is it's not necessarily based on money. For me myself, um, success is just being happy, being healthy, mm-hmm. especially in today's climate with so many, you know, tough topics that we have going on from racial injustice. Um, systemic racism, COVID-19, um, 
you know, for me, it's, you know, my family is healthy. My family is, is safe. Um, everybody's mm-hmm. working. Everybody's able to provide and, and keep a roof over their head. And my children are all healthy and, you know, no one's been affected by a lot of the things that are going on. So right now I would just say for me, it doesn't get any more um, better than that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, money is and successful money is great, but for me, those are the things that are most important. Right. Okay. And all of that definitely are important uh, factors because family is very important. Like you can, money comes and goes, but family, you don't get family um, for a lifetime. So it's definitely important to embrace the family when you have that chance. Now, during our current circumstances, like you mentioned with the injustice, and then we're also dealing with the pandemic, how do you remain focused on, you know, your career, your goals? How do you remain focused on those while going under, you know, these different various types of attacks? Um, Well, for me, um, you know, things outside of my everyday um, nine to five grind. Um, I work remotely mm-hmm. uh, for a great company. Uh, we're a, it's a worldwide company, so I'm blessed to have that job. Outside mm-hmm. of that, um, you know, like photo shoots and a lot of things like that have mm-hmm. definitely definitely slowed down because it's it's things are just on hold, on standby right. due to COVID. Um, and you know, just getting through this. Um, I try to work out as much as I can. I try to run every day, go for some jogs to clear my mind, um, following protocols to stay, to stay safe. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my mental, um, again, just I've always been pretty strong-minded. Um, I think being able to run and go to the gym and do some of the things that I like to do uh, before COVID hit kind of mm-hmm. keep my mind focused. Um and staying strong-minded. Um, if you don't work out, I suggest you do work out and start jogging because it does give you a lot of peace of mind and, 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 and clears your mind of all the different stresses that are going on in the world. Right. So when you are, when you are able to focus and something happens that throws you off track, um, what are some ways that you believe outside of working out, what are some ways that um, you can regain focus um like it doesn't involve the people that you're around maybe being around those of like-mindedness or um, is it consulting with your family um that you know getting that encouragement that can help you regain focus um for me it's interaction with my friends but more importantly um you know my hands-on dad i have a four-year-old son Um, I'm with him every single day, and, you know, just that focus of being the best dad I can be to him and seeing Mm -hmm. his innocence, he has no idea what's going on in the world, but yet kids maintain that constant innocent energy and happiness, and I'm responsible for his happiness and his well-being. So um, just spending time with him, going to the park with him, making sure that his days every day are – as amazing as they can be, mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of peace of mind and, and, and helps me get through everything. Right. Now, you, you say that you're responsible for his happiness. So 
are you where you pictured yourself 15, 20 years ago? Good question. I would say no. <laughs> mm. um, you know, I never thought I would have, I never thought I would have a four-year-old child at age 52. So wow. um, it's definitely been probably one of the best decisions I made, but it also came with a sacrifice and sacrificing some of the things that people like to do when they get to my age, where you have freedom to travel a lot more and do some of the things without having to be responsible for another human being. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But other than that, um, life itself, I think I'm where I planned on being. I'm happy. I'm successful. Mm -hmm. um, and I I'm staying young, so I have no complaints. I'm blessed. Yeah, that's amazing. 52 with the four-year-old. Like, I'm sure some people are looking at you like, dude, are you crazy? Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> but, I mean, blessings are blessings. Any way you get them, any way you look at them. So congratulations. And, and you know, kudos to you for being a hands-on type of father because, you know, you have people who who don't have that uh, that experience. So. How Absolutely. how do you how do you embrace your success? Um, you know, I take it I take it day by day. Um, you know, I'm no better than anyone else. I work very very hard. Um, I take pride in working hard. Um, I love getting acknowledged for the hard work that I do, and I, I feel like I do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just a very focused, dedicated person. Um, I like to stay active. Um, you know, the work you put in is what you get out. So if you're putting mm -hmm. maximum effort into whatever you do, you're going to get that back um, tenfold. So it's really right. up to you to, you know, if you really have a desire to be successful in whatever you do, you got to be committed and just go above and beyond and just work as hard as you can. Right. How do you, how do you deal with um, a lack of support? So, because that a lot of people, a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, um, that is definitely something that they experience where they don't, you know, they don't get the support that they're looking for, um, and, and and it can come from different forms. It doesn't have to even just be from uh, individuals, but just a lack of resources or they don't know where to start. How do you? How yeah. would you deal, or how did you deal with that when you were first starting up? Um. You know, to be honest with you, um, you know, I didn't have a father growing up. I didn't have mm -hmm. that, that male role model to look up to. Um, I think I kind of gravitated towards um, my friends, parents, mm. and father figure, people in the community that always gave good information and saw something in me that maybe I didn't see or didn't know. Um, right. I come from a small town. I come from a very small town in Princeton, New Jersey, uh, calling out Princeton right there. But um, <laughs> you know, the community I come from, um, people embrace you like like your family. So every like where I'm from, everybody says they're cousins when really they're not. <laughs> um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I grew up with that kind of support since I didn't really have that um, that push and that person to go to um, growing up. And now as an adult, it just kind of put me in a position where I rely on myself. Mm -hmm. I can't rely on anybody to to really give me support. You have to support yourself first. And if there's anybody else out there that wants to ride on the train and give you that support, then 
you know, God bless you. But a lot of us right. don't have that. A lot of us don't get that. We'll never have that. Um, people want to jump on a train when they see that the train is moving fast, but when it's moving mm-hmm. slow, there's no one to be found. You got to be um, responsible for yourself. Okay. So I have a question from um, the chat on simplybreed.com, and they want to know how do you handle a crisis? Um, that's a vague question. Um, <laughs> it depends on what the crisis is. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you need to figure out what the crisis is mm-hmm. and, you know, weigh your pros and cons and figure out what the best way, the best solution to it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a vague question. I really don't yeah. know the answer to that question. But just in general, I would say, depending on what the crisis is, if there's something that you can do to fix it, um, mm-hmm. you know, pros and cons, put something down on paper, follow your heart, but just mm-hmm. make good decisions. Okay, okay. Um, they're actually, they're responding. They said in regards to success. So how do you handle a crisis in regards to success? Again, um, I would just say <laughs> I I. I probably can't relate to the question because I don't think I've really dealt with much of that. Um, right. If I were to deal with that again, it would just be it would just be a matter of what's the crisis. Mm-hmm. Be smart, navigate through it, get through it, and problem solve the best you can. Right. Gotcha. Now, why is it important to put forth effort in your dreams now? versus just planning for the future? Because a lot of people do that. They say, oh, well, you know, 10 years from now, I want to do this, or I want to be here. But why is it important to actually start working towards those dreams now while you have the time? Um, well, I'm looking at my watch right now, and it's ticking. So <laughs> we, don't have, we, don't, we don't have time to sit and just wait for – something to happen, whatever it is that you're shooting for, you got to put those actions into play today. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just like if you're an actor and you're getting ready to do a character, people get into character immediately. So when it comes time to roll those cameras, Mm -hmm. you're already in character. Um, You got to put things in motion immediately, know where you're going. If you are planning to be a doctor, you're a doctor now. If you had Mm -hmm. a mentality that you're already a doctor, um, you know, nothing's going to stop you when when that time's going by, whether it's four years, six years, where you completed your education and all that stuff. You've already right. been in that mindset. Don't don't sit back and wait for your dreams to happen because time's going to pass you by. Mm-hmm. How have you so in in even modeling and um, just your career and in your success itself? How have you dealt with rejection? So you know because Models go through it. Um, actors go through it. You may go for a certain gig and you're turned down. How do you how do you deal with that? Like how do you get back up? It's tough. That's a that's a good question. Um, that's really, um, it's really tough because when you're being rejected, um, especially from you know when you're modeling and you're going on auditions and things like that, you start you start wondering, is this for me? What's wrong right. with me? 
Um, am I not, you know, am I not handsome enough? Am I not pretty enough? Is my nose too big? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Um, right. You start to doubt yourself. But really, um, so many people that want the same things you want, in every rejection that you get, you're closer to a yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember when I was 18 years old and I started going on auditions and stuff like that in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, I'm from a small town in New Jersey, so it, it's a totally different lifestyle compared to what I grew up seeing. Um, it was tough in the beginning, but I was able to land some stuff pretty early. Um, but even though I did land some things early, those rejections that I was getting, whether it was 10 or 100, it hurts, and it's hard to mm-hmm. bounce back. But you have to have self-belief. you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then when you go on those auditions, they're not going to believe in you either. It shows. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it definitely, it, it pours out whether people believe it or not. And that's just period. That's with anything. If you don't have confidence, it's all over your face. It's in your posture. I mean, your eye contact, the, the way that you hold your hands, it's, it's all over. So I, I would agree with you a thousand percent on that. Um, so we do have another question from the chat. They said, name two things in business that if you had to do it all over again, you wouldn't do it. In business? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it again. Um, if I could go back to business, let's just talk about money management. If I can go back <laughs> – if I can go back 20 years ago and and and, and take things for granted and think that right. money grows on trees because it's coming in like it does, uh-huh. um, I would definitely not have been as flamboyant living that lifestyle and pretty much save my money. Yeah. Um, um, another thing I would would have done is probably networked a lot better. Um, it's very important to network, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know what somebody can do for you, what connections they have. Um, so if I can do that all over, all over again, I would spend more time making sure that I'm networking with people that I'm in contact with and mm-hmm. keeping those relationships moving forward. Yes. So you guys listen out there. If you are trying to get into any type of industry, networking is the key. Like he said, you never know who knows who. And you never know what opportunities can stem just from you saying hello. You don't necessarily have to know someone, you know, in order to speak to them. Uh, You know, I try to find myself at least once a day speaking to someone that I don't know, speaking to a stranger, just having a general conversation. Because people who are even at the top, they're still human. And they're no different than you. They just took a different route. Or they, they went at it a little bit earlier than you. So um, definitely don't be intimidated by anyone's status. So what's one thing about yourself that you are most proud of? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's a, it's, it's a toss-up. Um, I'm very proud that I'm just a genuine, genuine, nice, humble guy, but I'm, I'm more proud of probably um, the father I am. So yeah. uh, that's like the 
for me, it's like I honestly, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating, mm-hmm. I live for my four-year-old son. I live for my other kids too, but they're all grown now. My four-year-old, right. it's my last chance to have a strong impact on a young black kid, black yeah. boy, yeah. on his life and his journey and his legacy. That's, that's my proudest thing about myself is that I feel like I'm the best dad in the world. Yeah. And um, I, take, I take pride in it. Yeah. So how how old is your oldest? 32. Wow. Okay. So you yep. have a 32-year-old. Yep. That's a, okay. That's that's definitely. So if you if you sit back and you think back on the the time and the experiences in the world that were present when your child when you were raising your child from birth to 32 versus now with what your 4-year-old is experiencing. Like cuz I don't I don't know if we had a pandemic back then like we do now to this extent so that like you really you really have to be hands-on and you really have to because it's your experience for the first time too with the pandemic you have to find a way to to help your son feel okay and not see a difference in the world because he's growing up and he's only four so that's big definitely Definitely. Wow. Definitely. Okay. Um, it's a it's, it's night and day from being a father at age twenty with my first to to now because you have so many life experiences, you go through so much, it yeah. makes you a lot wiser, a lot more appreciation for just so many small detailed things when it comes to your kid. So right. it's just a different connection, um, and it's a different, it's just a different outlook on being a parent. Right. And then you're growing yourself. So you add that to the whole mixture because you also have to continue to be able to identify with who you are and and, sure. and grow mentally and grow spiritually, grow physically, you know, because I'm sure you've seen people who are your age and they don't look, they don't look like how you look. You know, they let themselves go or they made poor choices. So that's Thank yes. I, let me let me give you a round of applause. That's a, that's a, <laughs> so now, if we are going back, we're going back to teenage Scott. What advice would you give teenage Scott if you were able to time travel? Oh, that's an easy. That's an easy answer. Um, <laughs> if you want to have the world in the palm of your hand, stay in school, get those A's, go Mm -hmm. as hard as you can go, finish high school, go to college, do the same thing, and when you're done with college, don't stop there. Go to to graduate school, go to doctorate school, and just keep going because you're used to being in school anyway since K-5. So (laughs) since you're in that mode and while you still can stay home, Take advantage of those opportunities and stay in school and do the best you can be, the best student you can be. And then as you mature, you'll understand the reason why your parents were preaching to do well in school and stay in school because now the world's opening up to you like an oyster. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to you just out here taking on jobs instead of having a career. There's a difference between a job and a career. Yeah. Um, so the so if I can go back, it would be just to stay in school and do and and honestly be focused and do the best I can with it, and mm-hmm. don't let any girls or anything <laughs> get in your way of that success. Right. You can say that again because. Um, at that age, those teenage ages, those teenage years are definitely full of distractions. Um, and it's real easy for young men to get off track. Um, and I mean, it is natural because that's just what happens, but it's the matter of getting back on track. So speaking of tracks, why do you think (laughs) some people have to experience a rude awakening or something almost traumatic before they actually snap into the whole, this is what I want to do career-wise, or, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, some people have to get fired from their job first in order to really start going in heavy on what they want to do with their time. Why do you think that has to happen? Um, I think everybody has their their pain points. You know, it affects everybody differently. Um and if you don't hit hard times or if you don't have anything that wakes you up, then you're just going to go through life thinking that everything is just peachy king, right? Like there's mm-hmm. like you're untouchable. Um, good to run into obstacles. It's good to be slapped and knocked down um, because mm-hmm. that's what makes you stronger. That's what makes you more driven. Um, as far as entrepreneurial mindsets go, um, you know, it could be, you know, I'm tired of being, I'm tired of losing jobs. I'm tired of industry dying out. Whatever it may be, let me go out here and be my own boss. But in order to do mm-hmm. that, you got to find something that you're, you got to find something that you're passionate about. And then once you find something that you're passionate about, find, figure out what opportunities are out there based on what your passion is. Mm-hmm. Um, and use that slap down as motivation to just be focused and go for it. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. A lot of people will, when they do, you know, hit rock bottom, um, they just give up and they they don't feel motivated. And I think even the most successful people, you know, have those times where you just lose motivation and you don't feel like doing anything because that's the easiest thing to do. So sure. um, I, I, I you just have to find different resources. And, and for me, I feel like, Surrounding yourself with the right people is definitely going to help you stay inspired and motivated and and continue to progress forward. So um, with that being said, what type of self-care regimens do you follow to keep yourself not only um, looking good, but feeling good as well? Because anyone can kind of come off and, and look physically you know, happy and, and proud and, you know, um, just just bright. But what do you do to feel good, like internally? Um, I've been blessed with good genetics. Um, I have mm-hmm. good genes. So, you know, no one, people don't think that I'm 52. Right. I, like I said, I worked out. You know, I'm an ex-athlete. I played basketball. I played football. I played baseball. I ran track. I did a lot of things, and I think – my body being trained, um, being an athlete, it just gave me a good um, a good base to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I run almost every day. Uh, I think that's I think that's huge. I was never really a runner. 
But once I adapted taking a jog every day, the way it clears your mind, the way it makes your body feel, and then you add a workout regimen in there with lifting weights and so forth, that does so much for your soul as well as your physical and your inner. Mm-hmm. That's, I would say that's my secret. As far as dieting, I don't really eat a strict diet or anything. I, I mean, I my eating habits are pretty bad, but sometimes I go on streaks where I am eating, eating healthy. Mm-hmm. Over, overall, it's all about that jog every day. It's all about getting in the weight room, being consistent. It's a lifestyle. It's not something you just pick up and say, I'm going to do it for a couple months. It has to right. be a lifestyle change, and you'll get the results. Mm. Okay. So that means... Women, women, we can't start working out in the winter to prepare for the summer just for the summer. We have to actually just keep it going, <laughs> basically. <laughs> exactly. Okay. okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, so I do have a question um, from another uh, another chat. They want to know how long did it take you before you felt you had succeeded in life or in your career? How long did it take me to realize? That you were successful. I don't know if you ever, I mean, you can go back 10 years and you can think that you're successful. And, you know, just a few questions ago, you can be slapped right back down to the ground and realize, well, maybe I'm not successful because now maybe you lost your job or, Mm -hmm. you know, or your money situation isn't as good as it is. It's a constant battle. Um, and that's why I don't measure success based on 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 money mm-hmm. or anything. For me, it's just, do you have a roof over your head? Um, are you healthy? Are you struggling? Are you eating good? Are you able to take care of your kids? Um, so for those successes, I've been feeling successful for my whole entire life, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I've never felt like I've never felt like I was unsuccessful. And even when I had career or something I was doing that I wasn't overly enthusiastic about, I made mm-hmm. myself enthusiastic about it, and I went out and did it. And one thing that people will always say to me that know me, they always say no matter where you work or no matter what you do, you're always the top person at your company. You're always – and it's it's just my drive. Like I'm very competitive, mm-hmm. um, and I just – I like – to outdo everybody that's doing the same thing I'm doing. So if you're in the same business as me and we're competing, I'm going after you. So <laughs> because of that, I just feel like I've always been successful and I'm going to always be successful because that's just my mindset. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to be the best at it. Go hard or go home. That's what they say, right? That's... I say the same thing. Go hard or go home. Yes. So um, if you guys just tuned in, you are listening to He Said What on the He Said What radio network. I am your host, Simply Bree, and this evening we have our guest, Scott Yates. The topic is embracing your success now, not tomorrow, not next week, but right now. If you have questions or if you have comments, please definitely give us a call. The number is 515 515- Six zero two nine six four seven, and what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we will return. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Hey, 
copies at jampublishing.net. Are you a first-time homebuyer and you're not sure where to begin? Maybe you're a homeowner and you're considering an upgrade? Whatever your situation may be, Natisha Dawes of Virtual Properties Realty is your real estate agent. With years of experience, Natisha understands her clients and takes pleasure in assisting each of them, regardless of how large or small their needs may be. She specializes in finding programs for first-time homebuyers and saving as much money as possible with sellers, all within impressive turnaround times. Reach out to Natisha Dawes and let her get the ball rolling today. 770-731-9485. All right. Welcome back. You guys are tuned into He Said What? I am your host, Simply Bree, and this evening we have Scott Yates. Welcome, Scott. Now, we actually um, have a question from one of the viewers or listeners um, on the chat, and they want to know, how did you get started in the modeling or entertainment industry? Um. So when I was when I finished high school, I moved to LA at age 18, and a friend of mine um, named Danielle Phelps, um, she's a well-known actress mm-hmm. um, in LA, and me and her started dating, and she thought I would be a good fit for the industry, and she took me one day and introduced me to um, an agent. And then I started learning the business, and I started going out on auditions and stuff like that, and I started getting work. And um, once you start going on auditions and you're seeing people there auditioning as well and you're meeting people, you're in Hollywood, it's just very exciting. It's an adrenaline rush. Once I started getting work, um, I just got addicted to it, and I just Mm -hmm. thought I could make a career career out of it. And Mm -hmm. um, I got out of the industry for a while and kind of got pulled back into it um, really without really looking to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And at this point right now, I'm just going to embrace it and just, you know, just be happy that at my age I can still um, get out there, be noticed, and, and people want to work with me. Um, I'm mm-hmm. very appreciative of it, and um, I don't take it for granted. Right. 
That's amazing. Yeah, listen, it's all about networking. Like, networking, and not even just networking, but the jewels that these people give to you, the resources, um, even the recommendations. Like, be mindful that they're giving you this because they feel like it can help you. They're not giving it to you just to just be talking because a lot of the times, and I'm sure you even experience it where you, you try to take someone under the wing and you try to help them and, you know, get them in the right direction and they don't do anything with the information. So it's all, almost like, all the time. why bother? All the time. That's being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so now a lot of people who are successful suffer from um, what they call imposter syndrome where they may find difficulty in actually enjoying their own success. They may lack self-confidence or uh, they don't see any need to be proud of where they are at now. So tell me a time in your life where you feel like you just were not satisfied with an accomplishment and how do you feel you could have, oh, and, and I'm sorry, you were not satisfied with your accomplishment and felt you could have done better. Um, and how did you get past that moment? Um, I think probably the first, very proud, I did a music video about in 1991, and it ended up being the number one rap video in the country on MTV and BET. Do you remember Yo! MTV Raps in those days? Yeah. Um, I was in a video called Be a Father to Your Child by Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs. Okay. And the song was huge. Oprah Winfrey used the song in a video. She used a video on one of her primetime specials on ABC, so a lot of people got a lot of exposure from that. Mm-hmm. When I look at that video, and I I, <laughs> I wasn't happy when it was done uh, for a couple mm-hmm. of reasons. One, I shaved my beard off, so my beard wasn't as I normally would like it. Uh-huh. And I let them pick my wardrobe. So when I look back on those clothes that I wore in that video, there are a lot of floral shirts and a lot of mm-hmm. things going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just funny to look at now because if I can go back now, I would do, I would totally do that video a different way, but it ended mm-hmm. up being a success, but I definitely am my worst critic when it comes to some of the things that you do for sure. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I would have picked it. Entirely different wardrobe. That was just not it. Okay. <laughs> Everybody picked a different wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> so how does accountability play a role in whether or not someone achieves their goals? To be accountable for, you have to be accountable for yourself, for your failures and your successes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're trying to reach, if you're trying to reach a certain point of success with different goals you have, whose fault is it? It's right. your fault. So you got to take accountability and find out what works, what doesn't work. The more things you find out don't work, guess what? You know they don't work. That's putting you closer to finding what does work. So definitely take accountability for everything that you do because it's nobody else's fault. Nobody else is trying to achieve your goals for you but you. So, you, I mean, you mm-hmm. have to be accountable. Right. Yeah, a lot of the times um, people look for others to blame when they're not successful. And and that's I think that's the double-edged sword when you are given advice because 
let's say someone takes it, but they don't necessarily apply it um, in a way where it can be fruitful to them, then they're going to blame you. Like, they're going to swear up and down that you are hating and you don't want them to succeed, and that's the reason why they were not able to get ahead. So, I mean, it's it's always a double-edged sword when it comes to giving advice. Now, exactly. speaking speaking of, um, you know, with you having a child, what is one thing that you would advise your son to do differently from what you did as an adult? So when he grows up, what is something that you would probably tell him to do differently from you? Uh, a few things. One, don't have a girlfriend. Just have fun. Oh. Have female <laughs> have female friends without having a serious relationship when you're in high school. It's just a distraction, and it, it, it's taking you off the path that you should be on, which is just enjoying life, enjoying being a kid. You're going to have a million girlfriends, so the odds of a serious relationship working at that age is slim to none. So I would definitely, I'm definitely going to preach to, like, just enjoy yourself. Don't worry about girlfriends. Girls are going to be there. Mm-hmm. The other thing is um, stay in school. Like I said, mm-hmm. stay in school and um, always treat people with respect and be the best version of you. Right. Um, and be a leader. Don't be a follower. And, and those are, you know – not the girls, but everything else. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to him every day how intelligent he is and how smart he is and how handsome he is, and I'm building that self-esteem, um, but also letting him know that he's a king. I call him King Kelvin every single day. So he has that mindset moving forward that he's not taking, he's not taking no crap, and he's moving mm-hmm. forward. I had to find my own way because I didn't have that. Again, I didn't have that support system. So um, right. I'm going to make sure that he has that and he doesn't make those same mistakes. Yeah. I was going to ask you, too, how do you feel that um, that not having a father in the picture um, affected, you know, your upbringing? Um, did, you know, and then I will say this. A lot of the times men who grow up without fathers, you know, they're not affected in a negative way. But, of course, things could have been better. Um, so sure. how how would you say you were affected in growing up without, you know, the father in the household? For me, my situation is a little weird because I know who my father is. Mm-hmm. And every, every who knows how many years, he would come into town from, from Boston because I lived in New Jersey, and his mother lived up the street from me. So my grandmother lived literally like three blocks up the street. I would walk to her house and see her and spend time with her. Um, my dad, every blue moon, he would come and visit me and he would take me somewhere to buy me like some random thing, like some winter gloves. I would spend Mm -hmm. like an hour with him and then I wouldn't see him again for years. And, um, even, even to this day, he's on Facebook and we follow the same people. We have the same friends Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll leave a comment on a post or someone will comment like, what have you, then I'll see him right underneath me. Oh. Like, how can you – so mine is different from, like, not having a father and not knowing who they are. Um, it's really tough to really say how it, how it affected me. If, you, if, if I were to be honest, I would say I don't think it did affect me, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it did. You know what I mean? So what, just like yeah. you're saying, I don't feel like it affected me because I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But, of course, having a father figure in your life can only better your situation, right, and better your upbringing. 
Right. Wow. But he made me want to be he because of the father that he was to me, it made me the father I am today. Mm-hmm. So I thank him for that. Right. Yeah, that definitely that that's always the blessing in disguise because you don't want to be how he was. You don't want to be the person that he is. And so that makes you step up and go even harder when it comes to parenting. And sometimes not even just your own children, but kids in the community. You know, you, you're more aware of, you know, possibly their circumstances. So you want to guide them as well. Um, I mean, right. it's it's amazing. Like how, okay, so how would your involvement within your community directly impact society? Um, it would start with kids. Um, I wish, I honestly wish I could still live in the town I'm from and, and have a huge impact on the kids in my town's lives because um, we had it growing up. We had a lot of really good people that made sure that we had activities to do every day and we had a youth center and we had a lot of activities, sports, music, all kind of outlets to just be positive. Mm-hmm. And I would start, it all starts with the kids. So if I could do anything, it would always be going back and, and just helping kids out and making sure that they have someone they can talk to, uh, someone to, to hang out with, someone to give them direction and advice. Um, right. I, I think it just starts with kids because they're the future. We can't, we can't teach old dogs new tricks, right? And your, t- right. your stripes are going to always be your stripes once you reach a certain point in life. So we got to start mm-hmm. with, the, with the youth. Right, right. Yeah, no. I mean, because a lot of us are just gone. No, sorry. Um, Yeah, definitely starting with the kids um, because they're the ones who are going to turn around and take care of us. They're going to, um, you know, mold the path for the future for everyone. So I I can definitely agree there. Um, Now, is it important? to step outside of your comfort zone? And if so, why? And if not, why not? I think that really depends on the situation. But if you can step out of your comfort zone, I think it tackles a lot of your fears. Mm -hmm. It also gives you confidence that you can step out of your comfort zone and you can do whatever you set your mind to. Mm -hmm. Realistically, in life, you're going to always have to step out of your comfort zone anyway, especially if you're trying to achieve anything that's great. Right. And once you, you know, once you're able to do that, um, it doesn't really become an issue of you're stepping out of your comfort zone. You may be doing something that you really don't want to do, mm-hmm. but at the same time you have, you have confidence in doing so. Um, so it doesn't enable you from, from obviously achieving whatever it is that you have to do. Right. Right. So, you you mentioned, you know, doing something that you don't want to do. And sometimes those paths are gems within itself because it may not get you to where you want to be, but it may actually put you in contact with someone that can get you to where you want to be. So I think looking at all opportunities as well uh, is definitely going to help um, you know, get out of your comfort zone, uh, 
you know, look at something that you wouldn't typically do, um, something that you wouldn't typically surround yourself with, in a positive way, of course, um, of course. And, and and try it, you know. I mean, the, the, the most that can happen is you'll get a no or you'll get rejected. But as we spoke earlier, that actually contributes towards um, your overall strength. So um, right. now what are some ways, especially now with the pandemic and everything being so spaced out and closed and shut down, and what are some ways um, that you would recommend networking during a time of social distancing? I think going to the park, um, just keeping it real intimate, um, obviously trying to be around friends and family, but you got to keep it very, you know, keep it a small group of friends and family. Mm-hmm. Make sure that those people aren't being reckless and mm-hmm. hanging out everywhere and not wearing a mask, not mm-hmm. social distancing, all the different things that they're asking you not to do, and I think by just keeping your crowd small, I mean, obviously we want to be around our family, so family comes first. Right. But, you know, the park is a good place to go, and also they say being outside is a lot better than being inside. Mm-hmm. So I would say, to, you know, going to the park, um, going to the gym, maybe going over someone's house and keeping a small group um, and just just communicating and keeping it social and catching up with people. Right. And then as far as professionally, um, like if someone's looking to advance their career or um, tap into a certain industry, um, how would they be able to do so when, you know, there's not a lot of events taking place? Um, Google. Use Google. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, for me, you know, I live in Arizona, so I, I, you know, I'm I'm blessed. I have a job during this pandemic. I used to work in an office. Mm-hmm. I've been working remotely since March. Mm-hmm. So, but anytime that we are looking for something that we can do, and it's usually just something for my son, mm-hmm. um, we go online and we'll Google different things, like different fun activities to do for adults or right now, or fun activities for kids. And it's, it's updated every day. So whatever it is you're looking to do, you can find it online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but definitely staying out of bars and those kind of social settings where people are reckless and, and you know, once you get alcohol in your system, there's no social distancing. There's no, <laughs> there's no masks on, you know, you guys, you know, I would, again, I would just keep it, try to find activities that are simple and safe Go on a hike. We hike a lot when the weather permits. Mm-hmm. Fun, just fun activities like that that are active and fun, and you know where you can stay safe and not worry about getting sick. Right. Yeah. Exposing yourself to uh, any type of illnesses out there. Um, the last question is going to come from um, one of our listeners. Um, they said. Are you settled down now, and how does that play a role into your career at 52? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty settled down. Um, doesn't really affect 
it, it doesn't affect my life at all. Um, it's all about time management. It's all about planning. It's all about scheduling. And if you have something that you need to do, you know, you put it on a calendar and you plan for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not, everybody's not blessed to have all the opportunities that some of us have. Mm-hmm. So if you have those opportunities, regardless if you're settled down or not settled down, if you, if there's somebody in your, you know, in your in your family or your household or whatever it is, and they don't support those dreams or the things that you're going after, then they're probably not a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. This is your life, and you gotta you gotta do what's best for you. And anyone that's stifling your dreams or your opportunities, they're either hating on you right in front mm-hmm. of you. Or they're just not a good fit for what for what you need. You need someone that's going to be supportive and that's going to, you know, push you in the right direction and, and, and be a cheerleader for you. And um, right. fortunately for me, I don't have those problems in my life. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Well, let everyone know how can they get in touch with you. And if you have any um, upcoming events that you'd like to share, definitely this is the time to do it. So, yeah, but let them know how can they get in touch with you. How can they support what you have going on? Uh, you guys can send me a follow on Instagram. Uh, feel free to DM me. Let me know that you heard me on the show. Um, and if you heard me on the show, I'll send you a follow back. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at S as in Sam, B as in boy, Y as in yesterday, E as in Edward, E as in Edward, Z as in zebra, Y as in yesterday. So S B Yeezy. All right. As far as things I got going on, um, mm-hmm. I'm just hoping this pandemic um, goes away and I can start traveling. Um, mm-hmm. I had a big event to do in Aruba that mm-hmm. I had to wow. postpone. Um, it was a really good um, opportunity there for a really big photo shoot for a magazine. Mm-hmm. I had another uh, photo shoot with uh, um, Fitness Magazine, and just the pandemic is just really affecting a lot of entertainers, models, actors, whatever it is you do outside of a regular nine-to-five. Mm-hmm. Um, this virus and pandemic really affects that. So the sooner we can, you know, get past this, the sooner we can all get back to our lives and I can get back to having some fun and and enjoying life and having a lot more opportunities to take advantage of. Right. No, I'm with you all the way. Well, I appreciate you being a guest tonight and dropping the gems and and helping people realize the importance of, you know, taking those steps, you know, putting forth that effort in your own success and not waiting, doing it now. So I appreciate you once again for being on the show. You are welcome to come back at any time, any point. And I wish you, you know, the best of luck and, of of course, many more successes in your career. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bree, and the same to you, and continued success with your show. I appreciate being on it. Thank you so much. All right. So if you guys are just tuning in, I don't know what rock you're under, but that's completely fine. Um, You can always go back once this episode is over and download Um, the show so that you can see what you miss and you definitely want to do that because you missed a lot now once again this is he said what
I am your host, Simply Bree, and that was Scott Gates. Make sure you guys follow him all over social media and reach out to him. He is definitely a wonderful person that you'd like to get to know, you can get information from. Um, you know, you guys may even be able to collaborate. Who knows? So please make sure that you show some support um, for my guests and, you know, just just continue to embrace, embrace what all you've learned this evening. Now, next week, uh, we will have our guest, Dion Robertson, and the topic is men and their relationship choices, stranger versus long-term relationship. And what that basically means is why do um, some men choose to actually date a stranger, a woman that they just met, instead of actually entertaining a relationship with someone that they've known for years. So please make sure you guys tune in next week, um, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to have fun. We're going to get some questions answered and, yeah, get involved. So until then, you guys have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.